Welcome to Girls Like Us Podcast. Strength grows in the moments when you think you can't go on, but you keep going anyway. Hi, welcome, welcome to, to Girls Like, like Us. Us. <laughs> this is Charlotte. And this is Venus. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey. Um, just a friendly reminder, please rate us whenever you listen to us. It's just something small, but we take it so seriously. Um, rate us on all our social platforms, our iTunes, our Spotify, our IG, our Facebook, our Google Play, our Stitcher. I'm sure I'm missing some, but anything that you listen to us on, please just take the time to rate us. It's just something so small and minute, but we really would appreciate it. Let us know what you think about us, how we can make it better, all of that. We would love to hear from you guys. Yes, and also guys, don't forget that we are giving away a gift we're doing a giveaway for when we reach a thousand followers so make sure that you listen subscribe share tell a friend it doesn't matter where in the world you are we will make it happen and we're here once again how yes. are you so do you have any plans for christmas um you know what I don't really know what I'm going to do. I'm going to wing it. It's all contingent on if my baby comes home for Christmas. <laughs> um, if he doesn't, I probably am going to be antisocial. Well, like, I already have it in mind. Like, if he's not here, I'm really not going to do anything. Look, I'm, like, I can make some... I can make some calls. <laughs> you know people. <laughs> Please do. Because I'm I like, <laughs> I already got it planned. If he's not here, I'm just going to chill at the house um you know and the <laughs> fact that um i work the day after christmas is really not a big day i'm be doing anything because i'm like it's i'm already gonna be tired as it is so uh, it, it i do too but i hate when it falls in the middle of the week like this because it's like right back to work and still a couple of days after that i still have to be at work so it, it, that kind of sucks i do too but i'm contemplating if i should take christmas eve off <laughs> I know, right? I know. I'm thinking about uh, like I have. I look. I really don't have plans, but yeah, I think my boss likes me <laughs> to give me Christmas. I'm thinking off. about New Year's Eve off because I do have plans, and I want to just I want to kind of rest and be ready because yeah. I don't want to be tired. I do have. Maybe I should do that. That makes because, sense because like, Christmas New Eve, Year's I'm Eve. not cooking, so look, <laughs> it's not gonna be like I'll be doing something. But New Year's Eve, I know I'll be out, and I want to at least get like a nap in because I'm an old lady and I need a nap first so well usually I've been spending New Year's Eve with my best friend like New Year's Eve and New Year's Day with my best friend for the last couple of years so it's like a tradition now but I already know like I'm like woo mm -hmm. so maybe I should rest my body so I can receive the new yeah, year I'm, and then I'm also trying to do I want to do New Year's Eve because I'm trying to do the Eve before Eve. Have you heard of that? I've never heard of that. Yeah. So you, I have no idea what that is. It's the Eve before Eve. So it's a party. It's a huge party. It's a um big fundraiser though. It's is a this like session. a party that only special people get invited to? Yeah, it's oh, pricey. Okay, Look, it's, sorry. I ain't gonna even lie. Like when I seen the price, I was like, do I? Really? But it's really great for networking. Like the people that I've oh. met before, like really cool people, and like I've never heard of in the price. 
it's expensive. <laughs> but in the price, like, includes food, uh, unlimited bar, nice oh, drinks. Oh, you sold like, me at unlimited bar. <laughs> yes, and it's it's amazing, and I I love to dress up. So, and you were telling me you wanted to dress up too. So look, but um, I said for my birthday, which is how far know, away. Okay, like that is the only reason why I don't want to go out for New Year's because <laughs> I know I have to dress, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, but the event I live is good. in a t-shirt. Okay, say no, they not. It's not. So now I have to think about what I'm gonna wear for New Year's. Yeah, so I, it's really cool. So I'm thinking about like taking that. That will make sense because the Eve before Eve is the day before New Year's Eve. That does so, make sense. Yes. So yes. I'll recoup. Cause uh, it'll be that I'm just trying to take off so I can chill. <laughs> See. <laughs> I I need to be well rested to receive this new year and its energy. I'm not about to play with you. <laughs> <laughs> not about to play with you. But yeah, yes. that that's that's the plan. Maybe you should. Mm-hmm. So, guys, this is our last episode of the year. We yes. are here. We are going to, next time that you hear from us, it will be 2020. Yeah, see you guys next year. Yes. I like saying that. <laughs> <laughs> so, we hope that you guys had a great Christmas, a great New Year's with your family, your loved ones. And just a reminder that if you guys have made it this far, you guys are warriors, you guys are survivors, and nothing has stopped you this year period regardless of what you've been through where you've mm-hmm. been at which leads us into what we're going to speak about this, in this episode in this episode there is something that is going on locally in chicago with a story that broke out and we kind of want to hit on it and we're also gonna let you guys know give you guys a little bit of an update of where we're at with our healing process and everything so let's start all right this particular episode we're going to talk about the um i'm not sure if you guys are familiar with it but it's the um incident that happened at el jefe downtown um there was a young lady who came into town she won some tickets i guess from a radio station and um she went there to eat apparently someone actually put something in her drink or her food or something like that a guy, some unknown guy who we still don't know who he is, walked her out the back door where the security let her out in. They have the footage up, so it's something you can look up. We'll probably add the link. Yeah, I'm to gonna it. link the the link to the video. The video to the link. The video to the video. But yeah, so they walked out and the security let them out the back door. The guy was literally like holding mm-hmm. her up, I guess like by her neck or whatever. And he he was holding her up and leading her because at this point she was incoherent. She was incoherent. She before that she had thrown up all over the bar, so the bartender was like, "Stop!" Like and he's mm-hmm. led by people from that establishment to the alley right and my my biggest thing was why would you allow them to go out the back door why would you not go out the front door like regular normal people the fact that the security let her them i'm sorry them out the back door i found that to be like you had Mm -hmm. to know what was going on they let them out the back door um from the video that i that i seen um they let him out the back door. He took her back, like, towards the dumpster. Mm-hmm. Looked like they went back inside for a moment, but then came back out. And they're like, the security guards are keeping security mm-hmm. to make sure that the person doing this is not getting caught. They're, they're making sure they're securing the 
premises that they don't get caught. It is mm-hmm. so disgusting it's that mm-hmm. all these people were in it. There's video footage of it. And I think what's even more gross is that the whole news report was, oh, they don't know who it is yet. Or nobody has been arrested. Like, these people were security guards that you are not going to tell me that you don't know who it was. Exactly. I, I feel like they definitely had a part mm-hmm. in it. And they should yes. be brought up on charges as well. Mm-hmm. And then um, more people actually came out and said that this has happened to them at the same establishment. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's something that happens on a regular. Like, these are people who are in cahoots and doing, drugging people and raping them in the alley. Yeah, she was found in the alley and she said she was found in the alley in between two dumpsters and she didn't remember anything that had happened. And you see the people in there. Mm-hmm. You see the bartender had, I think, because I think one of the articles that I read, it said where the bartender had told the person that did this to her. Like, I guess he had seen him flirt with her. And he was like, stop, like, she's not with it, or she's either this drunk. Mm-hmm. And he ends up doing this to her. Uh, mind you, it wasn't even just by himself, because you guys are, there was two other guys that led them to the back. Mm-hmm. And you're going to tell me you don't know who it is yet? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Those, um, the security who left him out the back door should have definitely been subpoenaed. Mm-hmm. Like, they should have been questioned. Mm-hmm. Like, locked up something. Because apparent, mm-hmm. I know they had to know something. The fact that, why would y'all let him out the back door? Why would they not go out the front door? Yes. And I'm so glad that they have kept this video. I'm so glad that this mm-hmm. video, because the police department said that they didn't know who leaked the video because they didn't leak it or they don't know... I guess who obtained the video was her attorneys. And they're like, oh, we don't know who leaked it. I'm, I don't care who leaked it. I am so glad that this I'm was leaked. I'm glad that it got out. I am so glad that this happened. And whoever is involved is going to go down. Mm-hmm. Whoever is involved with the involvement. Because I do believe that there is a chain of people. I do believe that this it's not just one person. It's a lot of people doing it. And I know this from just how they work. Mm-hmm everybody's gonna end up going down and i hope that you're out there hiding i hope that you're out there scared i hope Mm -hmm. that you're like shit because you doing this to this person you have no idea what you did to them you doing that to any person period the girl that came because i guess to her the other girl that came forward was in 2014 and she was like once i seen this if she's coming forward i'm not gonna let her stand alone because this happened and this is what we're telling you guys it takes one person to come forward Mm -hmm. and people have done it people have not done on it not only done it once they've done it a couple times they've definitely done a couple times this is not the first time this has happened so i'm glad that she came forward i'm glad that there's people coming forward i'm glad that I feel it that justice is going to be made and eventually it's going to be pushed to the point where we are going to find out who did it because I know that they know who it was. Mm-hmm. And that's just, you know, something that has happened locally, guys, and that we wanted to address because, like we've said, and, you know, in previous things that we've touched, it doesn't matter your walk of life. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you do. This person wasn't even from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Imagine traveling somewhere and something like this and something like this happens to you Mm -hmm. Uh, you're in the city by yourself because you're coming you know Mm -hmm. business trip vacation i don't care right you're coming in the city 
in any city you know what if today i decide to pick up and go somewhere i don't know anybody exactly i don't have anybody and this was in the daytime this mm-hmm. wasn't like it was at night where mm-hmm. she wasn't aware this mm-hmm. happened in the daytime why early sh- afternoon yes. or something right yes why shouldn't i feel comfortable enough to go out and have a drink because i'm on vacation mm-hmm. or i'm on a business trip or whatever my business meeting is done why should I? and the car well why did you drink it was so early what did you have to drink did you willingly go there did you mm-hmm. willingly drink oh you must have wanted it because you were drinking no mm-hmm. i am not consenting to any type of thing because i have a drink right mm-hmm. and honestly because i don't know how it was if she ordered the drink if he ordered the drink for her what whichever way it was how did anything get in her drink mm-hmm. so either the bartender which the bartender doesn't seem like he was in it Somebody was in it. Somebody was definitely involved in it. And it's just like somebody needs to take accountability. Mm-hmm. I know that's not going to happen, but somebody needs to step up and say, like, this is what I saw because somebody had to mm-hmm. see something. And I'm glad that these cameras showed and heaven knows who these security guards are. Mm-hmm. We should, like, private investigate this. <laughs> right? Exactly. I think I'm a private investigator. <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> yeah. But, you know... Whoever this young lady is, whoever these young ladies are, thank you for coming forward, not just for yourselves, but obviously the first person that came forward, you gave the second person that much strength. Mm -hmm. And I am almost positive that there are so many others out there that haven't realized it, that are probably not questioning it. Mm -hmm. So God knows how many other people are going to come forward Mm -hmm. or how many other people he did it to that are still questioning it. Right, because wasn't she found? Yeah, they found exactly. her in between so, two dumpsters. So the fact of has she not been found, or she wouldn't know what happened. Mm-hmm. She like, why am I in the alley? Why am I here? Yeah. And then, even at that, would she have remembered? No, she probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have. Not out of sense, she wouldn't mm-hmm. have. And so that's why I'm so glad that there was surveillance. That mm-hmm. you know, whoever found her, because I guess when she got to the hospital they seen like her marks or whatever however she showed up at the hospital because they don't disclose all that but when she showed up at the hospital they ordered a rape kit and everything so Mm -hmm. i'm like i'm so glad that there was surveillance that whoever took care of her did their job right and was like this girl shows this Mm -hmm. we need to do a rape kit right absolutely i even i hope i'm praying it will that they'll get caught i sure hope so they'll definitely get caught yeah. So we just wanted to give you guys a little update of what was going on just in our state, in our city. Mm-hmm. And now just to end the year right, we're going to give you guys an update on our healing and just where we're at. I'm not sure how this episode is going to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of nervous now. <laughs> Gosh, you could go first. Um, So, I went back and forth a lot if I wanted to share this or if I didn't want to share this. The first person that I fully opened to this situation to was Charlotte. And I think even that day, I was just still like, I don't know. I ended up telling my best friend that same day. And then I told one of my other closest friends. And when I told my closest friend, I started crying. And I was like, maybe I shouldn't share this because it's still, I think it's just sad. But then 
I also realized that I can't be the only one. And if this is going to help someone else, I guess, get through it or, you know, get strength, maybe I should. But I did go back and forth if I wanted to. And right now, I'm still going back and forth. <laughs> but I'm already in this deep, so. You're right. <laughs> so, my healing, I want to say that I thought that I was better than I really was. And I think I was just, I wasn't necessarily masking it, but I wasn't aware of how much it had affected me. I really, really did get depressed. I stopped going to the gym. I stopped going out. I didn't want to see anybody. And I kind of reverted back to toxic ways and toxic traits. And what really made me realize this was an incident that like it broke my heart but it also and I was telling you today it was such a blessing to make me wake up and be like oh hey like you need to get it together I was hanging out with someone that was really really close to me and I had been hanging out with them for a little bit and I love this person dearly and I felt that that was my safety zone. I felt that they understood me. I wanted to feel that safety. I wanted them to protect me. And if they hurt me, I at least knew where my hurt was coming from. So I was hanging out with this person. I've known this person for a very, very long time. And we were drinking and I wasn't drunk. You know I can handle my alcohol. I wasn't drunk. And it, it was cold on top of that, so I don't know if, like, the cold just makes the alcohol, like, just go away completely. <laughs> right. <laughs> and aside from this, when it got to this point, other things had, had been said. I didn't say anything because I'm just not there anymore. But then it came to what happened to me. So we were at the bar. This person knows exactly what happened to me. We were at the bar and they tried to put their hand in my pants. And I, aside from the fact that this person had already told me how I wasn't shit like 20 minutes before, now you want to put your hand on my pants. I'm not feeling it. Let's start by that. Second of all, we're in a room full of people and I just went through something really traumatic. I don't want to. I don't want to. So they kept trying to push it and push it. And they got angry. And I just felt like I should be the one that's angry. So I remember leaning forward and telling them because we were at a bar and I was like, you know exactly everything I just went through. Why would you keep pushing it? And I started, like tears started rolling on my face because I was angry, I was hurt, I felt betrayed. We ended up leaving the bar, and I guess a lot of things hit me after this was said. The person I was with was, well, I'm so used to you being a certain way, and now I have to walk on eggshells because of what happened to you. Now I have to treat you differently, like it's such a burden. How do you think I feel? that I have to act this way now. 
And I remembered, like, turning and looking, and I'm like, you just really say this to me? Right. So I was like, what? So they repeated it again, and I'm like, okay, I am not going crazy. I really... And I remember I was so hurt, and I told them, don't worry about it. I'm not going to be a burden anymore. You're right. I'm such a burden. I'm not going to be a burden anymore. It didn't even end there. This person told me that in a way, and this isn't the exact language that they end, but they, they used, mm-hmm. but to summarize it, they said that they were glad that this happened to me because now it changed me and now I guess I'm a bitter person, which I don't feel like it made me bitter, but they're like, oh, now you're watching your back. Now you know what I'm talking about. And remember when I was going through it, you weren't compassionate. You weren't understanding, so I'm glad this happened to you. And I think that th- that like shocked me and it hurt me because if you love someone, I don't care how mean you've been to me. I don't think you've ever wanted someone that you love to go through something like this. Mm-hmm. So it made me, it hurt me. It hurt me so much that you or like, oh, you could relate to me now type of thing, or I'm glad this happened to you because now you know how I felt. That entire night was like a whole bust. Like, I couldn't understand it. I replayed it. I ended up leaving. Um, I had to leave my car there because I just couldn't. When I called one of my best friends and they're like, I'm gonna send you an Uber. I didn't even tell them what happened. You were the first person that I told because I did feel like I'm such a burden, I guess, because if this person that was so close to me is telling me this, I'm not gonna bother my friends with this because I am such a burden. And even after it took me how long to tell you, I think it took me like weeks to tell you, like, okay, I need to tell you what happened. Right. Because I don't wanna be a burden. And if you're feeling like I'm a burden and you were this close to me, I don't wanna be a burden to anybody else. So let me just close off and stop talking about how I feel, stop talking about what I went through. And I remember that whole, I called my friend just to tell him, I called him because. It was at this point two in the morning and I'm scared as hell to go out at night because that is another trigger that I have. I hate walking and I couldn't even be in my car. And I called him and I was like, look, I'm so scared of walking. You just, he actually called me because I told him, I was like, hey, are you up? And he was like, you can't be walking by yourself. I'm going to send you over. Where are you at? What happened? Why are you walking? And I didn't want to tell them anything. I got home and I just cried. Like I cried. I was hurt, I was angry, I didn't understand how, I don't think that since this has happened to us, someone that I love has hurt me in that way where they didn't, I don't want to say that they didn't understand me, but they weren't compassionate and I get it, no one owes me anything, but just because maybe at your situation I wasn't understanding, it doesn't mean that it's the tick for tack. Exactly. That's not fair. It's not right at all. And I cut this person off and I told Charlotte, I sent them a message maybe like about a week after, you know, in some way apologizing for that night. I was apologizing for that night because I guess I was such a burden and 
the person said that they forgave me for the night. <laughs> it wasn't. Like, that That just didn't make any sense to me. Like, because it was not your fault. Like, what they said was not right. Not fair at all. And when it comes to my healing, I guess it made, it, that incident alone really made me sit down and realize how, how bad I was hurting. How bad my life had changed. How I don't like going out at night. How depressed I was I don't want to see anybody I don't want to leave my house I don't want to go to get togethers and I guess I felt like I was making some progress but then it also took back so much because I felt like I'm being such a burden to everybody around me because if this one person that I opened up to that was one of the closest people to me is telling me this how are my friends feeling maybe i don't need to be talking to my friends you know and charlotte and i went through this together but i'm not trying to be a burden to her because she's also going through it so now what do i do who do i turn to because this isn't a stranger that's telling me to shut up well you're never a burden to me just FYI. <laughs> <laughs> it's been really hard I've tried to brush it off. I've tried. I think sometimes I'm really good at acting like it didn't happen, which is not good. I I don't think that therapy will help me, to tell you the truth. I think after this after this incident, because at this like where as I'm telling you, this guys, it's been weeks at this point. This incident made me like sit on my ass and I was like, no, like I'm because there was a lot of things said that night. Like I'm summarizing this <laughs> because there was a lot of things said that night. It sat me on my ass and I'm like, no, because I'm very hard headed. <laughs> I'm like, no, you're not about to sit me down. You're not about to make me feel this way. And when I tell you guys that that night was a whole blessing, it picked me up. It made me come harder. It made me go harder a hundred times it made me fine I'm not gonna be a burden but I'm gonna stay here and heal myself I ended up going back to the gym I started like when I tell you guys I started cleaning my house like I thoroughly been cleaning my house throwing stuff from like 10 years ago that I've had that I no, no longer need that I no longer want to see because I am a holy person I am not the person that I was not even last year because this whole thing changed me so even things that I had from the beginning of the year I no longer keep because I'm a whole new person so as much as it hurt me and it did keep me down like that whole weekend I remember I cried that whole weekend I remember laying in bed and I'm like this this is not happening and I remember looking at my phone waiting for this person to text me and like say sorry or being like I'm sorry I did this to you I'm sorry I said this to you and then when they didn't, when I messaged them, I was like, well, maybe they don't know how to address this. So let me say sorry. And then I go, oh, you're good. I forgive you. <laughs> That's insane. That's just, just insane. How you going to say it's okay? Like, I accept your apology and you the one fucked up. Like, that just don't even make any sense. And the first person I told was Charlotte. And I remember, like, I, I was like, I have something to tell you. And I don't know how to tell you. And I just felt at that moment that the only person I could come to was Charlotte because that was the only person that was 
gonna understand exactly where I was coming from. I guess I wanted and I needed that validation that it that I wasn't wrong, that I, how I was feeling wasn't wrong, and I think the only person that was able to give me that was Charlotte because she was the only one that was gonna understand exactly where I was coming from. Of course, my friends were like, "You're not wrong. This was not your fault." But by the time I told them, I was good. I'm like, oh, let me tell you what happened. And, right. you know, I was good. Even now, sitting here, it makes me, I don't even know if it makes me sad anymore. It makes me angry because I think my reaction should have been different. But I'm like, would that have even made the situation better had I started screaming and yelling? And how mm-hmm. dare you? Because when I tell you guys I did nothing, I did nothing. I said nothing. I was just like, I want to leave. I don't want to be near you. I'm hurt. I'm crying. I can't believe you just did this to me. I can't believe you just said this to me. I opened up to you and told you what happened. I was vulnerable. And you were like, you're such a burden type of thing. And then this goes back to saying, why don't we report it? Why don't we talk about it? Why don't we make it a topic of conversation? Because guess what? I made it a topic of conversation and it bit me in the ass. And I'm not saying that everybody's like this, but when you guys want to sit there and question victims. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't help at all. We're victimized over and over and over again. What happened just a couple of weeks ago with our boss? Mm-hmm. And you were in the office. Yes. <laughs> in the office. Yes. Like he he came into the office and I was I was having a moment, like a blind moment, because I didn't understand mm-hmm. like what was he saying. He was like, Look who's outside the window. And I'm like, What is he talking about, Venus? Like, I'm confused. What mm-hmm. like what? And it was the person who did this to us. And, and we was just like I, I was like why would he say that? Like Because I asked him again because it's like, I know you're right, not doing like, this. So I was like, what? <laughs> and I was confused because I didn't see. I, I didn't. I was. It wasn't on my side. And mm-hmm. I was just like, what is he talking about? Yeah. And then <laughs> Venus gave me the look like she shook her head like he's outside the window. And I'm like, why would he say that? Mm-hmm. Like, why would he even go that far mm-hmm. to point him out? Like, this is a game or something. Yeah. And I asked them, like, what are you talking about? Because I'm like, he can't possibly. I, I was, like, I said, like, look who's outside the window. So I looked again, and I'm like. I'm thinking, I don't even know who. I'm just like, <laughs> what is he talking about? And she shook her head like, he's outside the window. I was like, like get and him out of here. <laughs> she didn't even notice it. The fact that he brought it to her attention to look. Mm-hmm. I was just like, this. Yes, it's just insane. Like, why would you do something like yes. that? Total disregard. Like, like it's just a joke. It's a because I was so caught up in what I was doing, I wasn't looking out the window. So where I was like, what? What are you talking about? And then I looked again, and I was like, you cannot possibly be talking about this. Like, you, you I know you can. Like, I know that you're a dumbass, but you're not that big of a dumbass. Yeah, just definitely didn't make any sense to me and I'm just like why would he do that why I think throughout all this process I'm glad that I I'm glad to know that I'm not alone aside you know you're so support so 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 I can't even talk (laughs) you're so supportive 
and my friends are so supportive and then people that I've that we've been engaging with on social media that have reached out to us it makes me realize that I'm not crazy it makes me realize that we're not alone it makes me also see that just because people aren't necessarily there to reach out they feel like okay I'm not the only one I'm Mm -hmm. not crazy everybody like you know that has come through this feels this they feel angry they feel you know sad they feel hurt and sometimes even like after this happened and i told you this today it made me think about i thank god how strong we are that we've been able to give like we've been able to have this platform and reach out and talk to you guys so that you're not to let you guys know that we're you guys are not alone that we were going through it yeah we sit here and we talk about it and sometimes we laugh and you guys think we're having just the best day of our lives but you guys have no idea how the week went (laughs) exactly yes you guys have no idea that you know two hours before that we had to see this individual and act like nothing happened Mm -hmm. that the weekend before you know we sat here and recorded i was literally laying in my bed looking at the ceiling like i don't know how i'm gonna get up before recording one of us had a breakdown like (laughs) you have no idea like it's not easy i mean we're recording for an hour but there's 24 hours in a day Mm -hmm. that yes you know we have to get through this yes like we'll you know laugh and recording but off recording it's not that easy it's not that simple it's a it's a constant battle it's a never you know just like oh we're great like moving on like no it's it's a constant battle for me um um i really thought that i was doing well initially like i got this and then as time is progressing i feel like i'm regressing like the more the reality of everything that happened just keeps beating me up like i keep replaying the whole incident um it's like eating me up at this point um, I really don't talk about it much because that's just how I am. Like, I don't really feel comfortable just talking about it to people. So I just try to smile and act like everything is okay. But um, each day is a constant battle that's only seeming to get worse for me instead of getting better. Um, I'm at the point that I probably will talk to somebody because it's just not not good right now. But I'm pushing forward because I know it eventually will get better. And I'll continue to talk about it so that I can, you know, help somebody else. But, you know, people see me smiling. I always try to keep that, you know, smile on my face and push through. But there is times where it is difficult. A constant reminder when I have to see him and remember the parts that I do remember is not easy at all. Um, so I just want to just keep reiterating, like, don't give up. It's easy to give up, but I mean, don't like just keep pushing forward. Tell you guys a story. I can't say that enough. Just tell your story. Like, regardless of people believe you or not, just keep. That is, you know, how you get through it is talking about it, telling somebody. Um, if you have a go-to person, you know, talk to that person or get help. Like. Not everybody wants to seek 
counseling or therapy and things like that but sometimes that is you know what needs to be done because I was definitely like no I don't need it I can get through it like I'm good but honestly at this point like I, I know that I do have to really talk to somebody outside of the people in my circle because I mean it's like you don't want to keep telling them about it even if they don't feel like that you feel like they feel like get over it already mm-hmm. But, I mean, unless it has happened to you, it's just not that simple to just, like, get over. You never get over it. You never get over it. And, like Sharda said, we sit here and laugh. But guess what? You know, we might leave the building and something triggers us. You, We might... This, is, this didn't even happen in my house. And I hear a noise. And... I'm like, who's here? Who's that? What am I going to do? I feel, and it's not just that I feel so unsafe. I'm just like, God, like I'm so tired. I'm, I'm, I'm drained. I'm, I'm tired and I'm drained that, especially like with this person, they made me feel so safe. And for you to turn around and throw everything at me, it also made me more appreciative of, I guess, someone that I had taken for granted, someone that had been there and tried to help me and encourage it but this is an everyday battle that sometimes I know I'm tired so I know you're tired I'm just like I don't want to I don't want to feel this anymore Mm -hmm. I don't want to sit there and think about it anymore I don't want to be scared of walking home I don't want to be scared that I'm leaving my house at six in the morning that I'm going to the gym and I literally look at everybody like why are you just sitting there not working now and looking because i go to a co-ed gym things that i had never thought of Ooh, yes it's just like i already had anxiety issues already but it's feel like it's just intensified if i see somebody who looks like him i freak out like i have a moment of like panic like even though i see him like it still bothers me like i don't want to walk mm-hmm. past him i don't want to see him like I don't want to do the things that I normally do. If I do go out, it's pretty much me forcing myself to go out because I don't want to go out. I'm at a point where I'm, I have to, I don't have a choice to go to work, but it's a struggle each day. The things, just the basic things, just concentrating on the things that I need to do is a battle. Like, who wants to live like that? Just the regular things that's normal is a struggle for me to just concentrate and keep my mind on what I needs to be on. It does. It's 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 such a struggle. Every day is a struggle. Sometimes you and then you question everything you do. Like you saying going out. I think even sometimes when I think of certain things, I'm like, should I even be thinking about that? Should I even want to do that? Should I even do this? Because. Am I going to put myself in a situation? But it's just like, even if I put myself in a situation, like, you shouldn't think that it's okay for you to assault me, for you to do this. And let's say that nothing happened. You took my ability to even remember, to even know what exact. You took my ability to tell my story. I have no idea what happened. And sometimes, like, now, if I have a drink or I drink, I, I panic like I'm like am I am I gonna pass out am I not gonna remember 
should I even drink? Should I just take, what if I just take one sip? I'm looking around at everybody around me. What are your intentions? Should I even take a drink from you? I, even with my family, it's made me distant because I feel like nobody, none of y'all have really been there for me. So I don't want to bother with anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody. I just think it's so fake. I'm not going to sit here and spend holidays with you because guess what? I went through this shit by myself and ain't nobody checking up on me. Ain't nobody checking to make sure that I ate. Nobody's checking up to make sure that I ate. I've spent whole weekends depressed in my bed sleeping and not once was anybody, are you okay? Are you good? Do you need something to eat? Let me bring you something to eat. And it's not their responsibility. It's nobody's responsibility, but at the same time, just have that. It's not your responsibility. It is not my responsibility to show up and act fake and right. like, ha, ha, ha. No, it isn't. It's made me angry. I'm really, I'm really angry at our boss sometimes. I play in my head just telling him off. <laughs> yeah, the things that he say is definitely, um, the lack of regard is just insane like cancers ain't shit <laughs> like it's just crazy the fact that i had to send out an email like hey to reiterate mm -hmm. what happened like hey this has been brought up you know mm -hmm. and we'd appreciate you respecting our boundaries um and i you know overall i don't need this to keep happening like like why is he still coming in our office why is he why are we still even bothered by him because honestly our job has nothing really to do with him at all no we don't our job does not require us to interact with him his job does not require him to interact with us at all and the fact that you felt that comfortable to still come into our office to walk around like you're somebody it's it makes you so untrustworthy um i i've called asking for information about his building and when you get questions you don't want to answer them because even if our detective who does nothing doesn't want to do it, it makes me angry. So then I just keep pushing. Like I told you, I call here and I call there. But it also makes me like, I just kind of want this gone. I don't want this in two years <laughs> that somebody decides to pick up our case and is like, right. oh, hey, guess what? Remember what happened to you three years ago? I want to follow up with you and this and this happened. Mm -hmm. And I actually told Charlotte, like, do I even want to know what my results of my rape kit are at this point? Mm -hmm. Because I'm not trying to, like, first of all, every day is a struggle. And it's been that when I feel like I'm finally okay, it's like, Bam, or so you thought. Mm -hmm. I don't want to feel like I think like everything's okay and then I'm thrown with all this again. Like yeah. the detective right. calls or you decide that it's an important case 
whatever you I I'm, I don't want to I don't want to anymore I don't want to I'm a, also at the stage in my life where I don't want to do anything that I don't want to do and I know I tell you guys to talk about it report it and whatever but you guys also go through all these feelings and honestly the justice system is not for us no it's not it's not for us I think we need to teach our children how to be rapists and that's where it's gonna start yep the same information you're teaching your girls is the same information you need to be teaching the boys like all those things that you're telling her on how not to dress inappropriate tell your boys your sons and things like that your mm -hmm. sons, your brothers, stop objectifying women. That it's not okay. Mm -hmm. Like it's not okay for you to grope on her without her consent. If just because she has on something revealing, it's not okay if she says no and for you to continue to do whatever, fondle anything non-consensual. Like it's not okay. And this is what we need to teach our sons, our brothers, our everything, boys in general. They need to be taught the same things that we're teaching our daughters, our young ladies. Don't, we, we're steady, always telling them, don't do this. But what are you telling the boys? Because you're just pretty much letting them do what they want to do. And then your response is, oh, he's a boy. That's what boys do. Boys will be boys. Exactly. And that needs to stop. Stop ignoring the fact that this is something that happens every single day. But we make excuses for it. We turn our, you know... I, we turn our cheeks to it like we turn the other way like it's not happening until it affects you then when it affects you then it's a different story now the game has changed but no it needs to be addressed now before it happens to you stop it now instead of waiting until it happens to you or someone close to you now you're concerned no you should have been concerned before or we victimize the victims again mm -hmm. what was she wearing she had too much to drink Okay, yes, I did have too much to drink. That so did not give it, you consent. That did not give you consent. I don't care if I mm -hmm. had, if I just passed out, that does not put a cover over me and leave me the hell alone. Like, that and, does not and make I it think right. think about that because, you know, going through this, you reevaluate every situation in your life. And I've told Charlotte, I've always been the type of girl that I've always had a guy friends. And I remember going out especially with this one friend we're literally the same age and it'd be him it'd be another girl and it'd be like two other guys and he'd be like let me walk you to your car to make sure you're good or oh, you can't walk it'd be like to the point where we were sleep in our cars because that's how like messed up we were and he would never I'm going to tell you this. I had a friend that was a girl, and I went out with her and got shit-faced where I was throwing up in a bag. Mind you, we were both girls, and this is what this girl did. She took me to her house, gave me PJs. I slept on her bed, and she slept on the floor. A girl. She slept on her floor. And that's what needs to happen across the board. But people just always feel like, oh, well, I can take advantage of it when it's not right. Like, that's the biggest thing that people need to realize. It's not right. If I can't give you a yes and I'm intoxicated, that means leave me alone. Like, it's not 
great. Mm -hmm. And I tell this to my boys all the time, no means no. If you started, no means no, because it's serious out here. There's no like, oh, I thought like absolutely yes. not. I think they look at me like I'm crazy. Like I know, I know. I'm like no, but I'm stop a, telling us, right? No. But I'm gonna tell you until I'm blue in the face because it's serious. I think about my brother. I think, and I've shared this in a different episode where this one girl had gotten so drunk and she was. My brother was literally letting her sleep on his bed and he's sitting on the chair he's like i'm just making sure she doesn't throw up over my bed he's sitting there my brother slept on the couch and i'm like now when i think back about it and i was like oh my god because i had a part in racing you like we did such a good job in racing you that you know what consent is mm -hmm. you know how to take care of your friend that is a girl that it's like i'm not gonna let you drive i'm not gonna let you take an uber because you're so fucked up i don't know what's gonna happen to you in that uber and i mean mm -hmm. we said it in the episode before look at all these uber you right. know sexual assaults and he sat there and he took care of her and he's like you know she's so drunk she couldn't make it home you know making sure she doesn't throw up in my bed and the thing is this my bro my brother's very my brother's grown my brother's older he could have sat in his room with the door locked i would have never known that this girl was in there yeah. he made sure he had that door open and i'm like if that is not the greatest thing mm -hmm. on this earth right. that this girl got so shit-faced she couldn't make it home and you sat there to care for it with that door open mm -hmm. my brother was sitting on a chair and i remember i him, remember I he was there like why was you like oh hell no like, <laughs> like I was, you tired and you stand up all night just <laughs> taking care of her I was so angry because he's sitting there in a kitchen hard, like in the dining room chair, <laughs> taking care of this girl. And I'm like, get the, I was like, get her the fuck out of here. And I was so angry at that moment. Mm -hmm. But the more I look back at it, I'm like, I am so proud of you. I am so proud that a girl can do this around you. And you're like, I'm going to take care of you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to bring you to my house and I'm not going to rape you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to bring you to my house and I'm not going to touch you. The only thing is that I'm worried about that you don't throw up no, my mom, which I mean, I would too. <laughs> right. But I'm a, and I told him, like, I'm so proud of the man that you are because that is being a man. And I think, it, like, it makes me think about every good person that has been in my life. And I'm like, I have put myself maybe in situations, maybe they were in situations, whatever I place myself in does not give you the right to do anything to me exactly. it does not give you the right to rape me it does not give you the right to assault me it does not even give you the right to drug me exactly no and we read a post today where it said me going to your house to your apartment to your dorm is not consent exactly it's not it isn't i should be able to willingly go out willingly have a drink and make it back to my house fine mm -hmm. I should be able to do that without being judged, without being thrown in my face. Yeah, we should be able to. Healing is hard and it's messy. And I know you were saying how like you feel like you're going backwards. But healing is really messy. <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> yes, it's, it's very messy. So even you just admitting that that's how you feel, that is healing within itself because maybe had we not gone through this and we felt like that we're like oh no we're good oh no we're good like you know 
because I've had had my days where I don't want to get up. I'm like, do I really have to get up? Especially after all this that happened and then this happened with this person. I was just like, I was telling Charlotte today, like the losses I've taken one after the other, mm-hmm. it has not given me the time to mourn one thing when the next happened and then the next happened and then the next happened and I'm like, holy shit. Like, yes, it is December 2019 and I'm here. It's been a hell of a year. It has been a hell of a year. Mm-mm-mm. And I think even at that, that's healing enough. The fact that we're here recording this after everything that has happened this year. Yes. It's like we are that strong. We are, and it's messy, and we're not going to have good days because it's unrealistic to always have good days. It gets hard. I think what pushes me too is just like the day that I can quit. <laughs> like, guess what? Look who's out your window. It ain't me, <laughs> bro. Goodbye. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> you know, to all you guys that are out there trying to heal, however long it's been, however short it's been. You guys made it to the end of December, and that is like, right? That is good enough. Mm-hmm. Don't let anybody tell you that it isn't. Right. It's a one day at a time process. Mm-hmm. Just don't forget that. It's like one day at a time. Don't overdo it. Just focus on each day and just keep pushing forward. And take your days. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to convince Charlotte to take her days. She'll listen know. to me. I know. I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's to work on. You just don't go. <laughs> I know. I know. I am. I really. I need to. Because I am at this point. I am beyond exhausted. Like, I'm mentally exhausted. I'm physically exhausted. I'm emotionally exhausted. Like, I am I'm just trying to push through. Look, I am going (laughs) to tell you what our friend used to tell you. You need to take care of you. (laughs) And if you need to take a day off, you take a day off. And honestly, I think I've done that this year. You really have. And you never did. I'm like, I I was never the one to take. I I was used to take time off. Never. Now it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take this day Mm -hmm. off. I need to. I need to get myself an order. Like, it's yes. really crazy. <laughs> yes. You be looking at me like, I'm glad. First of all, I'm glad I decided that I'm going to take off. And I have not told my, I, I haven't told my boss. I tell Charlotte, like, oh, like, I'm taking this day off. And right. she's looking at me like, I'm glad you just decided that you're going to take yes, this day off. like, she never <laughs> took the time. Never. It would mm-hmm. be, like, rare. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna take this time off. Me, I'm just like, yeah, I'm gonna do it. But uh, but she doesn't do it. So I'm trying to tell you. Remember, our friends, our friends, if you need a mental day, and I think that's what pushes me too. Because I'm like, you are right. Why should I feel guilty? Like you're not taking care of me. Why should I feel guilty? Mm-hmm. If I need this mental day, I'm gonna take this mental day. And the thing is that my real boss never really questions me why I'm taking off. Like, I'm like, I just need to say day off. I can be like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's the other person's like, why? What are you doing? Like, it's none of your concern, bro. Mm-hmm. But 
and I have to sit there and lie just because I don't have that relationship with that person. Right. But my other boss is like, okay, like, kind of like, why are you telling me? Like, just don't show up type of thing. Right. <laughs> just send an email so everybody knows that you're not going to be here. And this year, especially, like, after this happened, I was like, no, I'm not going to push it. And if I feel that I really need to take that day, I am going to take that day. Mm-hmm. If I'm not there, I'm not there. And if I can't get out of bed, I can't get out of bed today. Because I, I'm just not. I, I'm not. I think I, I know you people say that our stars are selfish. No, I really became selfish this year with my time, with my time with at work, with my time with myself, with my time that I give to people. I became really, really selfish. And if my energy's not right at that moment, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be anywhere I don't want to be at. If I can't be at work, I'm not going to be at work. And I've been trying to tell Charlotte this, but she only I don't know. Me. My friend literally told me yesterday, like, don't go to work. You know, they were like, you're t-, like, I hear it in your voice. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, know. I was like, but no, not tomorrow's not a good day. Like every day I'll be like, no, nope, that this day isn't a good day for me to take the time off. But like, I know it. Like when I yesterday, I had um, I left work a little early because I was just so like physically drained I was damn near falling asleep trying to get home because I was just so exhausted like my friend was like just take and you didn't even go to sleep because I emailed you and you messaged me back and I'm like why are you still up and I wasn't the whole reason why I didn't text you when I emailed you was because I'm like oh I know she left work early and I knew she was tired so I'm not even gonna bother she'll see this tomorrow and she's like Oh, did you mean blah blah blah? And I'm like, <laughs> why are you up? <laughs> I was laying in the bed. Does wow. that count? <laughs> no, that does not count. That does not count. Oh my god, I know it's just hard. That's but that is my coping mechanism. It's like me keep trying to move because I feel like if if I'm not moving, that's when I like shut down. But see, what did I tell you? What did I tell you this morning? And I had this conversation with with Charlotte this morning telling her that we need to allow ourselves to feel what we're feeling because we can't just ignore it or brush it under the rug because then it just explodes. But Charlotte is her own person. (laughs) And Charlotte does do this because I've seen her in other situations where... I'm like, are you okay? <laughs> I like, I can literally count how many times I seen I seen Charlie cry, like full on cry, and I didn't even know how to act because I'm like, man, I've never seen her cry. What do I do? Oh and when she didn't cry, I was like, she's not crying. What do I do? <laughs> oh my! God. So like I said, Charlotte is very very strong. She's very like, I'm just gonna push it through. And ignore it, but you can't ignore it. That's not. not healthy. You need to release it. And we all have our own ways of coping with it, releasing it, you know, healing. Yeah. But I think maybe it's time for you to explore what's going to help you. I know. I, I do realize that now that I do, just because, like, at this point, it's, uh, it's not going well for me. <laughs> like, I've realized, like, I really realize and I can tell 
like just internally that it's me like not releasing it is starting to really affect me now. So I know that I definitely have to figure out a way to to release before I catch a case and just explode one day like, oh my God, I just can't. Like that would not be good. But yes, I do realize it now. Like before I'm like, oh, I got this. Like I smile and yeah, I'm good. But now it's like, no, really you're not. And you really need to, to figure it out. So I, I understand now. Like I just had to, I don't know, I guess reality hit me like. And, and that's another thing guys, like you can't push someone, you know, because I, when this had first happened, I I know I was kind of trying to push Charlotte to talk about it, like, are you okay? But you can't do that either. You, you can't because right now she had to come to her own realization. Like I have to find a way to deal with it. But have you keep pushing a person? You can't. So all you can really do is listen to them when they want to talk about it. It wasn't. You were just very supportive. How are you today? (laughs) (laughs) She did. Like, I'm just, it was good. She did. Like, she, how are you today? How are you feeling today? Like, (laughs) and, And see, my way of coping, I'm very vocal. So I'm like, and I'm not even with this situation. Like, if I don't like you, you're gonna know I don't like you. Yes, like, that I is just true. look at you like, why are you talking? Facts. <laughs> and if you have something smart to say, guess what? What I have to say is twice as smart. Yes. And that is just how I am. So because I was talking about it, I was like, hey, you need to talk about it. But I was like, like as further as we got into it, like just because that's how I'm coping with it, doesn't mean that that's how she needs to cope with it. So I was like, how are you? Like, I just, I, I wanted you to know that it was okay if you wanted to talk about it, but it was also okay if you didn't. So I, like, <laughs> you, so, you did though. You were very supportive. I think my biggest thing is I don't want to be a burden to somebody to keep repeating it. Because even if they don't feel away, I feel like they feel that way. Like, oh God, is she you know, talking about I, it again? Like, so I don't I, think don't, I understood that because you had told me that. And I didn't understand that till this happened where I was just like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Like, and see, I think this is what blew me that I never really talked about it with this person. Like this person will bring it up so then I will talk about it. And I was just like, oh, so it is a burden. Like you are, like you don't want to hear about it. Mm-hmm. I am a burden. Cool. Let me keep that in check and I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Right. Yeah. And it's so sucky. Yeah, it is. It's just like, I'd rather just not talk about it. And then I don't want to walk on eggshells when I'm talking about it. I don't want to, oh, like, here she go again. And then, so I just try mm-hmm. to, like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I got to deal with it. But, yeah, it's a process, everybody. Just take your, go at your own pace. Go at your own pace. Understand your own self. Not everybody heals the same way. Yes. But you can find us if you want to share your story. Tell us how you feel. Tell us how you feel about this last episode on our healing. Or maybe you have some advice for us. Um, Check us out. tips. Yes, please. (laughs) I'm definitely open for some suggestion, tips, advice, any of that. Um, You can DM us on IG, underscore girls dot like us. You can email us, girlslikeus619 at gmail.com. Please leave us an email with thoughts and concerns. Or you can check us out on Facebook, Girls Like Us 619 Podcast. Check us out on all our social platforms and listen to us. 
probably listening to us now. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio. There's so many, wherever. Uh, wherever you listen to yes, your podcast. Please, <laughs> just, you know, listen in. Give us your concerns, ideas. We're definitely open for them all. And don't forget that there's also the National Sexual Assault Hotline, and that number is 800-656-HOPE. Again, the number is 800-656-4673. Don't forget to rate us, share with us. Also, let us know what has helped you heal. We are open to all suggestions. Maybe we haven't thought about it or discussed it. And thanks for listening to to Girls Girls Like Us. Us.